This is Sharon Steitler, the bird chick, and I am here with non-birding Bill. Are you? Dun, dun, dun. Sometimes, quite frankly, in this marriage, I don't know. Why aren't you here for me? <laughs> I am always here for you. Hi. Hi. You're going to have to really be here for me for this podcast because okay. I'm worried it's going to get angry. All right. I was jotting down some notes. I will put my notebook aside. Well, but... no, no, no. You can jot down notes. No, I know no, this no. is how I know this is how you work on ideas for, what's that other podcast you work on, Bill? Mm-hmm. I have several. Well, no, I actually have one going concern, uh, which is Aging Poorly, which you can find at agingpoorly.com. It's uh, my buddy Sam Landman and I taking a critical look at our childhood. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. Well, I thought it was more like the stuff you watched as a child or played well, with. Well, it is. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of stuff. It's like, it's... The, I don't know if you want to get into this Taking right a critical look at your childhood. It that is. sounds more like, you know, that one day I just, I played with, with that G.I. Joe and it, I, I don't think I... I, I really put, learned something about it. It's like, yeah. It's, I was kind of misogynist when I played with my G.I. Joe that way. Kind of. Um, <laughs> just reminded me of a very funny uh, cartoon I saw. Um, no, we, Sam and I, each pick two things from at least 20 years ago. One thing that we think still holds up. One thing that we think does not. And we... Watch them and we talk about them. Okay, okay. And we have a great time doing it. All right, and it's very funny. No, oh, thank you. All right. So, we have things to talk about that are that are not funny. Actually, okay. should I cover senior passes first or should I? You do whatever you want. Let's, let's get senior passes out of the way. I'm here for you. <laughs> okay, so you may have heard about something called the uh, National Parks Golden Age Pass or mm-hmm. Senior Pass, Golden Eagle Pass. Yep. You all call it by 20 different names. And I, and I also want to preface this by saying... Senior citizens, I love you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I work with a variety of you. Many of you volunteer for me. My parents are both senior citizens. Oh, so is my mom. I mm-hmm. hope one day to be a senior citizen. Mm. Okay. But, so there's You kind this... of already are. Let's be honest about that. Like, <laughs> if, if, if it's like 10 o'clock and one second and someone is playing music... Boy, howdy, old lady Steitler is like, you're like the, uh, what was the name of the That's because from... where we live has very strict rules sure. about. Yeah, well, you have very strict rules. You, who, the, there the, are signs around the who building. Who was the woman on 227 who was just like leaning out of her uh, window? Pearl. Oh, Pearl. Yeah, that's you. I'm honestly going to take that as a compliment because I love the TV show 227 <laughs> and I loved Pearl. But that's you. That's that's essentially why we moved out of Uptown is it was, you know, the, the odds were getting too long. No, when I, when I saw this place, I was like. Well, and it was like one day I was listening to those mm-hmm. 20-somethings in our courtyard at the grill, and they were yeah. talking about the sauna and the patio, and they're like, oh my god, this is like a, a nursing home, but for young people. Yeah, I'm like, kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of it is. Anyway, yeah. anyway, there's strict rules here about noise ending. It, <laughs> and boy, how do you have those rules Actually, enforced? I felt really guilty the oh, other yeah. night because we were having a birthday party uh-huh. for someone at this table, and... Uh-huh. Uh, I was out on our sun deck with some of our friends yeah. talking, and it was like 11 o'clock, and I was like, oh, guys, we have to end this party now. We're being loud. Yeah. We have to go. What happened to that uh, party streamer I got for you that reads, uh, please leave by 9 p.m.? I hung it up at our visitor center. <laughs> this is not a joke. No, I actually, no, no. Some, some genius, you know how you can get those little streamers that say congratulations or happy graduation or what have you? I saw online that there was a place that made them that said, please leave by 9 p.m. And I thought, oh, this is the perfect gift for Sharon. It so is. I and I, I've used it at work. I need to I need to bring it home because, yeah, for our next party, we need it. Because that's when you need to leave. 
I know I say our parties go later than that, but I'm really kind of hoping that that just means we'll be done cleaning by then. Anywho. To get back to the actual thing senior we're passes. About. Okay, so the there is a national parks. Actually, it's a federal parks pass that you can get. That um, yeah. And it's currently $10. It has yep. been for like 30 years. It's been that way since the 80s. Good Lord. And uh, so basically any federal park site that charges a, an entrance fee, right. like Grand Canyon... Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not just national parks. It also includes U.S. Fish and Wildlife sites, mm-hmm. uh, so National Wildlife Refuges. It includes Bureau of Land Management sites that might charge an entrance fee, sure. U.S. Forest Service sites. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, if they charge a fee... Ten bucks. Insane deal. Yeah, and it gets you and three other people in your vehicle For into the it. the rest of your life. It has been advertised out the ass in yep. AARP. This yep. is nothing new. What is new is that last November... There was, uh, when they did the continuing resolution, Mm -hmm. they noticed that the National Park Service and other federal parks has a backlog of work that's millions of dollars deep. Mm -hmm. Our budgets certainly aren't increasing. No, they are not. (laughs) In fact, they're kind of decreasing. Uh, So the the previous administration uh, decided that uh, we're going to raise it from being just $10 for a lifetime pass to Mm -hmm. being $80, which is a huge increase. It's big. However, I will point out to you that as someone who is not a senior citizen mm-hmm. and who works for the frickin' National Park Service, right. if I want to buy any kind of pass, I can only buy an annual $80 pass. Right. It's not lifetime. So, I mean, even though it's increasing, it's a good deal, but the reason behind the increase is to try and pay for this bag log. It's, frankly, it's, 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 it's a lot, yeah. but, you know. Okay, we're going to get into this story. Let's, yeah, so, yeah. anyway, so... So, what's going on is that news organizations are getting hold of this and saying... Mm-hmm. Eventually, even the press found out. Even as, the press found out. As Eric Idle tells us. You know what? I'm just going to say this because it's federal government. I found out via the press that the increase was even <laughs> happening. I started getting all these panic calls from senior citizens last fall. And I'm like, it's not increasing. There's nothing. And then by the third phone call, I was like, I'm just going to Google News <laughs> Eventually, this. even the employees of the federal government found out. Yeah. And there it was in National Parks Traveler yeah. about the continuing resolution. Just like a one sentence like, oh, and the senior pass price is going up. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew anything about it. And then for a while... <clears throat> I'm just reporting what was actually in the news. The spokesman for the National Park Service told National Parks Traveler it's going to happen October 1st, which made sense. That's when the federal government has the fiscal year. Mm -hmm. And then rumors started coming down and everyone's saying, you know, they said in those news stories October 1st, but no one has told us October 1st, and I think it's going to happen sooner. So then a few weeks ago, the actual verbiage came out, and it's August 28th. I don't know why. None of us are prepared for this. Right. And people have lost their minds. And and have. so articles have come out. It's like, do you know this deal that you didn't know was out there? And you don't necessarily even know what it does. You have to get it now. It's only $10. Mm-hmm. And people are losing their minds. Sure. And big surprise, the demand is outpacing the physical ability of machines that print the pass. Right. So it's, because, just, it's just nuts. Because let's be clear. You don't just open a computer and print these things out. This is a federal document, which means that they have to accept bids from a printer to mm-hmm. create these. They have to be authorized. They have to meet standards and everything. And so just somebody based has on to... previous year's demands, they've yeah. been chugging along. They're now at maximum capacity, right. and so they can't print, print them out. I have to imagine that people who had absolutely no use for this before, because they found out it was going up, that 
they're, guys, they're, you're they're, just being hammered. They're freaking the fuck out. They're freaking the fuck out. And okay. so here's the thing. Uh, there, there are many national park sites, like including the one that I work for. Mm-hmm. We don't charge a fee. Uh, we try to carry the senior pass because mm-hmm. it's a convenience since we're in a major metropolitan you're, you're area. You're in an urban area. We're in an urban area, and it's like, hey, we'll just do this favor yeah. for you. We sell it on behalf of someone else. So right. we have no control over the inventory and things like mm-hmm. that. So I just want you to know, if you are someone who's 62 and you've heard about this deal and you're like, crap, I've got to get it now. Sure. Order it online. Pro tip for me. Mm-hmm. Don't go to a national park site because you're either going to be in a line that could be 90 minutes long sure. or they're not going to have it. Right. The problem with that is yes, there's a $10 processing fee. Yes. So instead of being $10, it's $20. Oh, my God. And... And because of the demand, mm-hmm. there's now a 12-week, a.k.a. Right. three-month waiting period. Right. For this national park that I wasn't going to anyway. Well, here's the thing. And I do feel bad because I've had people tell me, it's like, but I had plans to go to Acadia and I just turned 62 mm-hmm. this week and I knew about the pass and I was going to do this. So here's the thing. If you order the pass online today, right now, as you're mm-hmm. listening to this podcast, and you print out the receipt that you get, mm-hmm. you can use that receipt. Effective as of last Friday. Are all, you sure about this? I got the memo in my federal okay. email. Great. So that receipt that you print out that says you purchased a senior pass, that will act as your senior pass. Fantastic. Um, you won't get the actual physical pass How for much does months? it cost to go to a national park? Depends. Like, well, like high-low, like just... Some parks can be like a seven dollar a day mm-hmm. fee or a ten dollar a day. Okay. Some parks will charge you a weekly entry rate, which is okay. thirty bucks. So, like, if you're going, an annual pass makes sense. Like, if you're going to hit, I have to, have to assume like Yosemite is like the gold standard. Like, that's going to cost you the most. To that's going to actually, I would say, like, you know, if you're doing because a lot of people do a loop like mm-hmm. Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. Zion, Arches. Yeah, those are like the. But if you go to Washington D.C., which is basically a huge national park. They're all you're paying for is parking. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's like it doesn't cost you anything to go to Washington Monument. Well, I know a park ranger that works in Boston, and there Mm -hmm. are a ton of national park sites on the East Coast. None of them charge entrance fees. And so none of them sell the passes. So people in Boston are just like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's the big site. It is the big site. So, I mean, it's 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 a really terrific deal. And even if you're getting it at $20 instead of 10 mm-hmm. it's still a fantastic deal. And just know at the end of the day, if none of this works for you and you have to buy the $80 annual pass, when you're going to these parks and you're wondering, why aren't these signs maintained? Why is this bathroom closed down? Right. Why does this visitor center look like it was made in 1963? It is because budgets are being cut. It was made in 1963. Well, one of my visitor centers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, that's, that's not even a park visitor center that's an army corps of engineers visitor right. center which also if a net if an army corps of engineers site mm-hmm. charges an entrance fee the senior pass works there yeah this is i'm i'm sorry that you have to deal with this i understand why people are freaking out about this but it's i'm just telling you I've, i'm willing to bet that every person that listens to this podcast mm-hmm. that's a senior citizen is reasonable and incredibly nice sure if you know someone i'm thinking like some of my family mm-hmm. members who might be unreasonable about this. <laughs> Just say, hey, let's have a cup of decaf coffee. Let's, l- let's talk yeah. about this and let's, let's, let's. Let's be. Don't yell at the park rangers. Don't yell at the National Park sure. Service volunteers. Let me be frank about this. How many national parks, and when I say you, I'm not talking to you, Sharon. Mm-hmm. How many national parks do you go to in your, le- in your lifetime? I'm having a hard time thinking how many national parks... Do you know our godchild, Matilda? Yes. Do you know her grandparents? Yes. 
their goal is to visit every national park site. Great. So I'm sure that they are aware of this and they have like, but they are, they, they've are, had it for a long sure. time. Yeah. But if you're a person who, like you said, your friend is retiring this year and they were going to do this. Like if you are a person who is, let's say 70 and you have never been to a national park in your life, maybe this isn't a priority for you. It, it is, and no matter what area you get it in, it's a tremendous deal. Sure. I actually know a few people who are saying, I'm waiting till it goes up to $80 so you can get some money. Fantastic. What was the other, uh, not screwed up, but like the, the other thing you were talking about, like, like uh, Mount Rushmore. If oh, yeah. If you go yeah. to Mount Rushmore, yeah. explain this story. So your senior pass won't exactly work at Mount Rushmore. Okay. Why because not? Uh, Mount Rushmore does not charge an entrance fee. However... If you want to park anywhere near Mount Rushmore, you have to use one of the, quote, cooperating associations, so, unquote. And they do not accept the senior pass. So when you're talking about privatizing government, this mm -hmm. is what people are talking about. It's like, oh, let's turn this over to business and things will be run much more efficiently. No, they're going to charge you for parking yeah. at Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, while we're talking about federal passes, there are a variety of passes that you can get out there. I'm just, I'm giving you the insider ranger scoop. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's the $80 pass, which if you're not in the military mm -hmm. and um, you're not over 62, mm -hmm. you pay 80 bucks a year. And if you're hitting several national park sites, it's mm -hmm. a great deal. Yep. Because it gets you and your family and three other people in your mm -hmm. vehicle into the park site. Plus whoever you can stick in the trunk. Like no, no, it's, no. Like it's a uh, drive-in in the 80s. Save that for the next story. <laughs> okay. uh, no, no. It's it's not like you can't be someone leading a birding tour and take a 55-passenger bus with 50 of your closest friends. Enough, okay. Yeah. So there's the, the senior pass, which is currently $10, going up to $80. It's good for the rest of your life. It is a fantastic deal. Oh, wow. Now, if you are uh, recognized as being disabled by the federal government, mm -hmm. there is the access pass. Okay. It is a free lifetime pass. Oh, excellent. And so there you can go into any park site that has the passes. We're one of them. And you have to sign a form that says, I, I am disabled according mm -hmm. to the federal government standard. So, you know, if you sign that illegally, you are committing a federal offense. So okay. there's that. And that's free in, for the rest of your life. So, hey, if you're a senior citizen who's qualified as disabled and you can't get the, the, the 62 or over pass. Are these different passes? These are different passes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And some parks that don't even have the passes you pay for, like the senior and the mm -hmm. annual, they carry the free passes. Oh, uh, so actually, the access pass is good to get right now. There's the active military pass. Okay. So that is a free pass, and if you have, if you're an active service, so you have an active service military ID, mm -hmm. and you show that, you get a free annual pass. Is that for spouses as well, or is that just you? you the person, you, the, the who's, person on who ha okay. who's on active duty. Right. So we have to see their military mm -hmm. ID, and so like if you went in and bought one uh, today, and today mm -hmm. is uh, July twenty something, mm -hmm. uh, then it would be good until the end of July next year. Okay. And then there is the EKIP pass, also known as the Every Kid in a Park pass or the fourth grade pass. Oh, yes. This one's a little more complex. So if you have a kid that's going to be in fourth grade this fall, so starting September 1st, they go to everykidinapark.org. Well, you do it for them because they're not going to be old enough to... Give well, personal information on the internet. You are not giving personal information. Okay. The, no, no, no. There's no... The right. kid... So you go to the website. Anyway, I'm assuming the parents can do this for the child. No. 
They can do the website part, but they can't get the pass for the child. Okay. Let's be clear. I want to be very clear about okay, this. Because I will deny you I'm... a pass if you're a parent with us. So, right. so you go to everykidinapark.org, answer a couple of questions about national parks. You do mm-hmm. not give any personal information. Mm-hmm. There is a code that comes up. Mm-hmm. You can't save it on your phone and just show it to a park ranger. Mm-hmm. You have to physically print it out. Okay. Then you have to bring the fourth grader to a national park site. Okay. And the fourth grader has to present the voucher. And we don't make the fourth graders sign any forms. Mm -hmm. We don't even ask if the kid has a mustache. I legally cannot ask that kid, are you really in fourth grade? Um, So if if they're doing a dwarf thing where it's an adult on their knees with shoes where their knees should be, and uh, they're like doing the hilarious leaning thing that dwarf does. Oh, dear. I think dwarf is problematic these days. (laughs) I don't know if we should talk about dwarf unless we, like, consult with the Little People Association of North America. I, I... I love I love that particular comedic actor, but just knowing who we know in that organization, I don't know okay, if Dorf so parents, is okay. So don't do this, parents. Don't don't do Dorf. Okay. No, that, and I'm I'm not sure I can watch Dorf anymore. And I'm serious. I'm Which serious. is weird because you have the whole series on Laserdisc, and like that was. Then the maybe love I should be on Aging Poorly maybe you and should. talking about how problematic my childhood was. <laughs> how much do you want to talk about racism? Anyway, um, I'm not racist now. I try really hard not to be. Um, <laughs> I do. How did we get from dwarf to racism? Discrimination. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about the fourth grade pass. So there is the fourth grade, the EKIP, Every Kid in a Park pass. So if you're in fourth grade, if you have a homeschooler, they have to be like, I think, 11. So you just present us the voucher. We're not asking ages. Right. And then that pass gets that kid and their family into any parks that charges a fee. So you have options. Now this is... And let me tell you, and I understand this is your podcast. This is a natural, a natural, a naturalist podcast. This is birds and stuff. So these people who are listening to this are very. If you don't go to national parks, don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about the fact that you're not going to be able to get into every national park in your lifetime for ten dollars. Okay, so we live in kind of a golden sweet. And tell and please tell your friends that. Yes, tell them, tell them chill, that. Tell them to chill the fuck out. It's like. Dave, you don't go to national parks. But I just want to say, you and I live in kind of a sweet spot here in the Twin Cities because right. our our county parks, mm-hmm. most of them don't offer uh, have fees. Mm-hmm. The national park sites here, the national wildlife refuges sure. in this general area don't charge fees. Right. We live in kind of a sweet spot. The only time I have to pay a fee is with a state park. Well, I understand that, but it's like if we were, if we had a different lifestyle, you and I are. I, I, if we lived. Me especially, I am a home. I like being inside with air conditioning, internet, and video games. Like we don't have an RV where we travel around a lot. If we did that, if like, because we have friends who do this, we have friends mm-hmm. um, who take their families to Mount Rushmore. They like being in the national parks. Having an annual pass is a good deal. Like, I'm not freaking out about the price of any of a national park pass going up. Like it's it's actually cheap. If you go to one national park. Every four years, it's just cheaper to pay that national park fee than to... Seniors, I'm going to tell you about something else, which is making me want to advocate at my park that we stop selling (laughs) senior Mm. passes. There's another option that's not being discussed in the media. Here, I'm Yoda. Wait, there is another. Okay. There is another option you're going to have that no one's talking about. Okay. If you cannot afford the $80 lifetime pass, but you know that that particular year you're going to be hitting a few national park sites... Mm -hmm. You have the option to buy a $20 annual pass. 
Great. And, but wait, there's more. Let's say, like, you did that in 2018. You bought this $20, and then you're like, you know what? I'm going to visit a few more spots in 2019. If you hold on to your receipts for 2018 and 2019 and then present them to a national park site that sells passes, Mm -hmm. you can buy a discounted senior pass. Lifetime pass. So you can, like, turn in your two annual passes for 40 bucks, and then only pay 40 bucks for the senior pass. Which, looking at how we sell passes at my park is a paperwork nightmare, which makes me wonder if we're (sighs) just going to, like, get rid of senior passes together. But anyway. I understand why people want this. If I found out, I don't know, I I guess if I found out this was something that I could apply for as a person in their 40s, like, oh, maybe, maybe within my life I'll go to... I guess it works out to like, you know, if you go to three national parks, it pays for itself. And now it's going to be like 10 national parks. I am probably not, in the next 20 years, I am probably not going to go to 10 national parks. You do understand that if you become incapacitated in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form, and I am your caregiver. That I'm dead? Oh, I understand that completely. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that maybe you're yeah. maybe in a vegetative state. Yeah. Maybe you have no control of No, I'm of dead. I understand that. No, no, no. You might be alive. And I am in charge of you. No, I mean, I'm going to die. No, 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 no. I'm just saying if you become incapacitated Uh in some way, I'm taking you on adventures. Right. No, they're not even going to plug me in. (laughs) Maybe that's what I'm going to do with you when when you die. And I'm like over 62. We're monitoring the beeps on his heart beeps, and it says, please let me play Nintendo. No, 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 no. What I'm going to do is... Oh, 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 oh. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I am... So, like, when you die... Sure. Uh, and I'm assuming you're going to be 62 or over at this point. And I will maybe. be too. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, and you're cremated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to take you uh, on a Pokemon Go journey. Sure. Through all the federal park system. If my ghost has to live and in national parks, I'm going to be so pissed off. And sprinkle you here and there. You know, if you have maybe dumped a relative's ashes in a very prestigious fountain, <laughs> fountain that is in a national park site historic site especially one that's dedicated to veterans um just knowing how they clean the fountains those ashes end up in landfills i want you to bury me in a place that has good wi-fi reception (laughs) with my laptop encrypted or unencrypted what if you don't have the password unencrypted would be preferable just make sure i have my netflix so i can pass the time (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to uh, put you in a spot that not only has good Wi-Fi, but high bandwidth, so that way you can enjoy the Red Tube. best thing I ever saw in my life was uh, a, a meme, uh, a fo- uh, you know, a photo. That a meme, had, if you will. That somebody had added text to, and it was a tombstone. It's like, when I die, I want, I w- I'm going to demand that they, put cat- that they plant catnip all over my grave. So that cats will come to my tombstone and roll all over it, and people in the future will think I was some cat god. <laughs> cats indoors. That is not happening. Cats indoors. Cats indoors. Uh, okay, so are you? have you purged yourself of your... Uh... I didn't want to purge it. It's just, it's an issue. Right. I mean, my friends at a local national it's wildlife refuge, gonna, yeah. it's, it's been insane. And I just... You're, you're talking about senior discounts. It's, these are the people who get their... 10 cent discount at Burger King on coffee. And All right. That's, that's what draws I just, them there. I, I'm going to confess something here in the podcast, and hopefully, I'm hoping that it's buried enough that only truly hardcore podcast sure. listeners well, hear this. We're about 23 minutes in. So. And yeah, and so people are done. And people that have any effect on my hiring. Mm. 
here's the thing. I'm loving this senior pass thing mm-hmm. because for eight solid years, I worked for a wild bird feeding company that really pushed customer service above all else. Right. If an insane customer and the owners acknowledge this person is insane, remotely complained, I would have to do things like write formal love, love formal letters of apology or you make were gonna phone say calls. love letters. Weren't love you? letters, yeah, but no for, formal. Darling, letters. I can't believe it's come between us I, like this. If only I could have written those to people who were outright incorrect and wrong about sure. a lot of things. I know, but they could spend a lot of money with us, sure. and 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 I I don't want to point fingers. They may have been able to qualify for a senior discount, and it's just like all those hoops I had to jump through. It is so amazingly liberating to work for the federal government and just like tell people this isn't happening. Yes, I know it sucks. I I sympathize. I and I and I do sympathize. Right. Like I know, I know you came here and you did yes. this and this is really unacceptable. Yeah. I know I know, but I don't have to jump through any hoops. All I have to do is just acknowledge this situation is terrible. No, yeah, I understand. No and there's nothing that can be exist. done. Whereas, like, if this were the company I worked for, I would be taking names and addresses. I would mm. be holding senior passes. Yeah. I would be driving senior passes to their house. Right. And it's just it's just so liberating no, to say yeah. this situation is terrible. I agree. Yeah. It's the federal government. And you government. do feel bad. You wish. Like, I do. I do. I'm really angry that I cannot get the I physical pass. I want to pass. give you these yeah. passes. I want you to enjoy these national parks. But... This isn't my problem. I want to it's tell you a story. It's so I was lovely to be a to, to, sometimes. I was talking to someone who recently who worked in, in customer service and um, to sort of flip this around, to sort of sympathize with you. And, of course, you know, customer service, you have conversations with people. You want to be nice to them. And so they were trying to help this person. And while they were trying to help this person, they said, how's your day going? And the person said, I don't discuss my day with the help. fucking Downton Abbey reality you live in, motherfucker. This is America. See, I have the exact opposite <laughs> problem. I have the sort of face that makes people just, without me even like asking or yeah. doing so much, hey, how are you today? Yeah. People will confess oh, yeah. unbelievably crazy shit with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to give an example. At my job one day, you know, I was like, hey, how are you doing? You know, welcome. Mm-hmm. I hope you're enjoying it. And the person just kind of looks at me and then just says casually, so I have some human remains. <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, don't look judgmental. Don't look judgmental. And I think this is the look that gets me in trouble. Because, I mean, people will, who barely know me confess unbelievable me say, things. I know what your don't look judgmental look <laughs> looks like. <laughs> And do you remember that scene in the 1970s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers when Donald Sutherland realizes that's that's your look? Well, apparently people interpret that as welcoming and comforting. Oh, okay. So the opposite of that. Because <laughs> it happens all the time. And, and I just remember the first thing I said was, um, first of all, maybe don't tell that to someone who has a badge. Sure. We discussed the situation and came up with some good he wasn't a murderer i'm just gonna say that mm. uh, now i'm realizing i'm making the story sound way more sinister than it was but it was just like he he needed to deal with something and and i gave him some options but i was just like who does that who just like hi how are you doing 
is. Oh, no, I completely, like, when he said that, like, yeah, that would strike me as funny, and I would probably laugh at that. It was like, oh, yeah, you, you want to get rid of someone's, their their dream was, put me in someplace beautiful. That yep. was the first thing I thought of. Oh, that wasn't it. But yeah. anyway, but but no, it was just one of those things where, like, hey, welcome, how are you doing today? That's great, great. And then there was this pause, like, so I have some human remains. And it's mm-hmm. like, how did we get here so fast? I would love it if someone said that to me. Okay, shall we move on? We need to move on. Okay. And here's where I'm worried I might get fired. So I need you to help me keep this even. Okay, all right. I will do my best. Because some shit is going down on the Mexico-Texas border. Okay. And if you are a birder who has ever gone to the Rio Grande Valley and have enjoyed the birds there, this concerns you. Okay. Also, if you are a private landowner, Mm -hmm. this concerns you. If you are someone who enjoys our public lands and feels strongly that public lands belong to we the people, Mm -hmm. this concerns you. As opposed to the government, which is some force that is occupying us all. Okay. Okay, so I'm just I'm 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 just gonna come clean. Mm -hmm. Uh, some people listening to this podcast might disagree with us about what we're about to talk about. Might disagree with me specifically. Okay. I want you to know if you want to if you feel like you need to contact me mm-hmm. and you want to fee- you want to send some feedback about your profession mm-hmm. and why you think what I'm about to say is maybe over the top that's one thing if you want to send me some feedback that is just jargon or complaints about my voice or um Links to Fox News, that's not going to be... That's just going to be deleted, so don't okay. bother being just sending that. But so here's what's going on. There was talk with the election that mm-hmm. uh, if the current person in office got in there, that there would be a border wall going up. I remember that. Yeah. I think I heard about that on the news. And you know what? Let's just say, with previous presidents, there have been talks of border walls, and there have been pieces of border walls built. I've seen them. I've birded along them. Uh, And the way that the border walls are now, if you haven't gone to the area, like in Texas, to see the border wall, it's not just a giant wall where they've built. Mm -hmm. It It is a wall, but... They specifically build it so there are gaps in that wall. Right. And the the idea with the border wall, whenever someone says we're building a border wall, we're not building a gigantic wall that's keeping people out. Mm. We're building a wall that's a funnel. Okay. So there are purposeful gaps in those walls. And sure. basically what it is, it's so border patrol can know that this is most likely where people are going to show up and this is most likely where we're going to stop them. Right. And since border patrol hangs out in those gaps... Mm-hmm. Where the border wall is and where it's supposed to be so high that people can't cross it, ladders show up. You know, I mean, all sorts of things happen. And border walls don't stop people. They definitely stop certain kinds of wildlife, not necessarily birds, but deer, toads, lizards, and all that stuff. So with the current administration, there was a lot of talk about, you know, their campaign was all about Mm -hmm. putting up a border wall. There have been a lot of things to focus on in the last six months, and so people haven't been paying attention, and two really disturbing things have happened in the last week. One has been that it's coming forward that Santa Ana National Wildlife Refuge is one of the first spots where the new border wall is going to be built. Okay. I've been to Santa Ana several times. It is a magnificent place. It is on the Texas-Mexico border. Um, 
As a matter of fact, the last time that I was there with co-leading a tour with Greg Miller, as I'm taking our group out there, I distinctly noticed a group of about 25 people, none of them with birding equipment, some mm-hmm. of them wearing soccer jerseys and stuff. We're just kind of walking through. I was like, and I, and I kind of was just like, hey, guys, how you doing? And they all went through. And, and then about 35, 40 minutes later, the person who was ahead of the group, and I just noticed because he had this really pretty turquoise jersey, mm-hmm. walked back among all of us. And I just asked my group, I was like, hey, did you guys see that? No, what? I was like, that guy was like leading like 25 people across the border <laughs> while we were here. Mm-hmm. Nobody noticed it. Birders very rarely notice the border crossings. Right. I've been to Santa Ana more than once. I've been to several spots along Texas, and I've witnessed border crossings and mm-hmm. exchanges of fishing tackle. Huh. So, I mean, it's an issue down there. I've also been there on days when the drones and the Border Patrol have been patrolling like crazy. Mm-hmm. But Santa Ana, it is a national wildlife refuge. It is a refuge. It is supposed to be a spot where we just let nature do its thing. Mm-hmm. We try to keep it as native as possible. Mm-hmm. And this is like a spot where migratory birds come. I mean, you can see turkey vultures, green jays, Dowichers, all this stuff. And I mean, it's it, it's a refuge. That's the first spot that this border wall is going to go, happen. Sure. And it's, it's not a great spot for it to go. But what's even more disturbing, and we're going to post a link to this, is that the uh, National Butterfly Association for North America uh, has private property. And it's the property is specifically for butterflies, native butterflies. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone who's been like, why are so many birders into butterflies? I don't understand. If you go down to Texas, you understand because it's a shit pot of butterflies down there. And I mean, we get a lot of the, you know, the, the thought of North American butterflies, but a lot of Texas, or I'm sorry, a lot of Mexico specialties come up and it's a great place to get a lot of rarities. Usually those butterflies are brown. Sometimes they're blue. But they, they, they have private property that is specifically for a refuge. Mm-hmm. Someone went out there to just kind of check on it, as they do once a week. And there was a work crew out there from Alaska ripping up vegetation. And she confronted them. And she's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? This is private property. I was like, oh, well, you know, we're just kind of like doing this for uh, Border Patrol and the Army Corps of Engineers. So essentially what's happening is they're looking at spots for the border wall all along South Texas and like in the right. Rio Grande Valley specifically, and they're looking at private property and public land and they're ripping it up. And you should be concerned about this because regardless of the border wall issue, if this is where we're starting to do this on public land and private land, right. it is a matter of time before if public land that you love anywhere else in the United States or your private land mm-hmm. is something that the current administration wants, they are going to try and take. Okay. I I I agree with you. I don't have a I don't have anything particularly pithy to say about that. I agree that it's a concern and I am sure that there will be lawsuits and I don't know. know if there's going to be enough of a lawsuit because Oh, I think there will be. I think there will be enough of People who are concerned about, you know, the, you know, the, what the, the public lands are being, you know, what their charter is, for lack of a better term. And, you know, also taking lands from private citizens. But I, I my, my fear is that, like, they're looking at this as like, oh, just birders and butterfly people mm-hmm. are interested in this. This is not a group that ever does anything. Sure. And that there are a lot of concerns right now with things as far as 
your personal safety, which are which would warrant calls to your senator or representative. Sure. This is something that I would argue. This warrants a call to your representative or senator to say, "Hey, I'm not a big fan of this happening." And I'm going to yeah. link to some things here okay. on Facebook because essentially what had happened was Mariana Trevino Wright. Uh, was the one from the National Butterfly Center out doing the inspection. She has photos of Mm -hmm. what was happening and how she confronted the crew. The crew was an Alaska-based company, which I find very interesting that an Alaska-based company was working down in Texas. Uh, uh, And some of the other stuff is that the company was saying, well, this is the Army Corps of Engineers. They told us that we had to Mm -hmm. do this. And she she ran them off the property because... She's a right proper Texas gal. Right. But it, it's turning out that it's actually orders from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Mm-hmm. This is something you need to be concerned about. There is such a thing as eminent domain in the yep. United States. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's not, and if you've ever been a, mm-hmm. I don't want to say victim of eminent, I'll just say victim of eminent domain. Mm-hmm. It, it's If you've been affected by affected eminent domain. Affected by eminent domain. I understand. It is frustrating. But there are procedures. Mm-hmm. You can't just go out to the property without notifying the private landowner that this right. is going to happen. Procedures will take place that just say, we're going to eventually take this property yeah. from you. But it should not happen this way. And if it is happening this way, no, and we I allow it to happen this way yep. with a private landowner, mm-hmm. this is a problem. Well, here's the other weird thing is that, as somebody pointed out to me, is that at one point, our border with... Mexico is defined by the Rio Grande River. Mm-hmm. So the the border between the United States and Mexico is the middle of the Rio Grande River. Mm-hmm. Now, do we build the border on the land portion of the United States and cede the entire Rio Grande River to Mexico? Or do we build a border in the middle of a river which is not really how you build a border with with the current administration i yeah. no, it's, and there's no money for this actually there is no so money i We're, agree so if this so yes do i, I just agree. i just think you should be concerned about this you should as a private landowner that this is happening you should be concerned about this if you are yep. someone who hunts fishes birds whatever on public land mm-hmm. because there are two Entities, we're going to link to them. Mm-hmm. You should read these stories. Right. You should be concerned. You shouldn't think, well, this is a border wall and this is a border. Border walls aren't going to work. Right. There's just a case that came out today. There was a semi truck in San Antonio, Texas, where eight people died in that semi truck. Another eight people were in critical condition, and people they find ways around mm-hmm. the wall. There are tunnels that are built. And again, the wall isn't a barrier that keeps people out. The wall is something that's built in a way like we just want to funnel the people so that way we have a more likely chance. And the people that monitor the wall know that when things are happening. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I have seen border crossings happen Mm -hmm. at Santa Ana because it's like part of the funnel area. And they know it's like... We can get day laborers through here. And the other thing to look at is there's quite a bit of the economy in Texas, Arizona, and California that rely on day laborers crossing the border to maintain crops that we eat, crops that we like. The border wall is not going to work. 
regardless if you think it's going to work or not, you need to be concerned that the government, without going through the proper channels of eminent domain, is already ripping up habitat and is already building up roads uh, on private property to construct something. That's a concern. The government should not be able to do that. I'm saying this is a federal employee. Right. I'm just saying... This is not what your tax dollars should be doing. You should look at this. You should you should read more about this. You should be concerned about what's happening in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas, both on private land and public land. Okay. Next story. Oh, God, we need something cleansing. And all I have is an Onion article. Okay. Dive bombing Osprey better emerge from Lake with something awesome to show for it. I feel that. I feel that 100%. What should it come up with in your opinion? I don't know. Anything. Like when, like I see a loon, like dive into the water and it just comes up and just shakes its foot and just like, fuck you. I you shouldn't here. say that to a loon. Loons I sing pretty. Stood, Ospreys do I not sing pretty. I stood there watching you for a long time. But yeah, no, like you don't like this. And again, this gets into... For many people, their experience of nature is watching television. And of course, when you watch television, you see either you see either the bird coming out with a fish, which is amazing, or you see the rabbit getting away because you don't want to see a bird of prey eating a rabbit. Can I tell you how grateful I am for YouTube right now? <laughs> That's something no one has ever said ever. Oh, a lot please of people go have. Ahead. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, you know, someone who's grown up watching a lot of animal documentaries because I was into wildlife, Mm -hmm. I've been traumatized by many things. Mm -hmm. One of the most traumatizing viewing experiences I ever had was watching Antarctica because I was a kid. I had a husky. So this is on cable. You should watch this. It's about huskies. Don't watch it. Don't. And I'm not talking about, like, they made a remake of it with Cuba Gooding Jr. Right. The, the original one is Don't awful. Watch it. Don't okay. watch it. So I'm just saying that traumatized me right. because, and then there's also like the Disney thing of watching the lemmings being forced off a cliff, right. and we all learn this whole narrative of what something right. lemmings do that they don't actually do. And then there's a the whole thing of like, now that I know nature photography and videography and watching David Attenborough, I was like, oh God, this that stuff is so beautiful. Bullshit. And yeah. it's like, oh God. Like, Okay, my birthday party. We mm-hmm. had it on in the background. And someone's like watching something in the water kind of like flood around. And someone's like, Sharon, what is that? And I look over and I was like, oh, that's a baby Watson. Oh, shit. They probably tossed that baby in the water so we could like watch it swim so that we would have this really great HD footage of it. And it's like, I I can't watch these anymore. And, and like I can watch the snippets on YouTube where it's like, we're going to watch this one specific thing. Right. And I can see that one specific thing and just enjoy that. But if I watch like the whole entire thing, it's like, oh, they threw that in there so we would watch as you, this. As you have informed me, there's a certain person who will not be named who's famous for photographing wolves. And it turns <laughs> out that, oh, those were wolves in a refuge. Those are not actually wild wolves. They weren't in a refuge. They were just on private property sure. where someone had permission to raise them. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, I. <sighs> and as you've told me, you have posed as the Raptor Center. You have one of the many jobs you had was posing with, like posing in a certain way with raptors, so that people could not see the jesses of these. Oh, here's this magnificent red-tailed hawk. Or in the I've wild. seen some of the photos from those photo shoots. Yeah. And it's like, oh wow, you edited out those jesses. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh hey. Hey. Yeah. I was the one holding that. One bird. of the things I love is. Um, if you remember the kerfuffle about uh, what was the um, Michael Moore 
documentary that everybody was upset about like 10 years ago. Everybody's always upset about a Michael I know, Moore but he's like, it's like, oh, this isn't factual. This was the same year that uh, Winged Migration came out. And I told this one guy, you realize everything that is horseshit. Those are not wild animals. Like, <laughs> like, oh, they didn't just happen to capture these footage. This footage. I just, I have so much, so many mixed feelings about wing migration. Right. Like when I watched that in the theater, I cried for several right. reasons. Number one, it was some of the most beautiful footage yes, I'd seen of birds in flight. Beautiful. I have a soft spot for Nick Cave. Yep. So the fact that he did that, mm-hmm. that that music just t- touched me. But also, it was like that robin that's like hopping through the foliage mm. right now. It clearly has a broken wing, but. I also love with the wing migration thing is that like when you watch the extra footage yeah. that comes with the DVD, they show some of the trainers yeah, and like some of the people who, specifically the people who imprinted the pelicans. Yep. And there was this like really hot, rugged looking French guy yes. who had a pelican. And like one day his particular pelican got sick, so yeah. they couldn't film that day. So he's like in this 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 area with mm. his pelican with his shirt off and he's all sweaty and he's he has that kind of like hot french double beard thing going on <laughs> and he's like saying all these sweet nothings to his pelican right. it's like oh vous avez pas comme and all this and stuff and it's like that's no wing migration is bullshit like wing yeah. migration is completely fabricated from a to b like it's like beautiful they, they try to show you like Oh, if this bird gets caught in a fishing net that was left behind, it's, you know, its life is... Yeah. It's like, no, this, that bird is not wild. It was not accidentally caught. No, no I remember being like, so conflicted watching that movie, but it's so beautifully it's, shot because of what they were able to get. It's a great recreation, and it creates an emotional response of, yes, this is what migration is like. You are not... It's not... As someone said, like, documentaries should be um, retitled... Uh, it wasn't like nonfiction film. It was like narrative film. It's like yeah, it really should be. It's yeah, no documentaries are bullshit. But it just it, the thing that I loved about winged migration because the technology at the time this was yeah, before drones no, were a thing, and they imprinted these birds to follow these yes. planes. We got footage of them that we never yes. had seen before. That is amazing, and it was fantastic. But they sold this on the idea of like the idea of you're going to see these. It's like it was like oh yes, these invisible fairies are carrying cameras, and yeah. you're going to see what actual migration. Well, and it's kind of like that whole thing. What was it? March of the Penguins. Yes. And it, with, with Morgan. No, I think you mean Farce of the Penguins. With uh, well, that's the movie that the other Sharon <laughs> uh, loaned us. But no, I just re- I, I remember too, like watching March of the Penguins, and it's like okay, I know the shit yeah. show that this is going to be, and and I mean it was beautiful. But the thing that I remember with that movie that was so hilarious was like when they were talking about the penguins mating. Yeah. And, like, the erotic music comes on yeah, and all the slow bill tapping and things like that. And, like, people in the row in front of me were, like, <clears throat> you know, kind of, like, adjusting <laughs> collars and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, penguins. That's the thing I remember it. about the trailer from Farce of the Penguins was there was this one penguin just sort of looking, like, looking back and forth of, about the uh, the waistline he was in. He goes, fuck! <laughs> I'm going to have to look up the, the trailer. Because I'm pretty sure birders did not see Farce of the Penguins. Okay, so if you're a birder and you've listened this far in the podcast. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Do you know what stringing is? No. I want you to send me an email. If you know okay. what stringing is, email me at Sharon at birdchick.com. If you don't know what stringing is. Don't look it up. Don't look it up and tell me 
I don't know what the fuck you're talking about when you say stringing. Because I saw someone get very angry about making a bird stringing joke. Okay. And I was like, you know, I don't think people know what stringing is as much as you think they do. And then they, like, sent me an article from a few years ago. And I was like, yeah, I don't think as many people read that as you think they do. (laughs) All right. What's our next story? I'm done. All I had was complaints. And I feel bad. Good. I'm sorry this is a downer of a podcast. We managed to have 47 minutes. All right. If you have any questions for Sharon that don't relate to stringing, you can find her on Twitter where she is at Birchick. But she's not there very often because Twitter, Twitter sucks. Twitter is a garbage pile. Uh, a, you can find her. You can email her. She is Sharon at Birchick.com. Or you can find her on the Faces books. And I just want to say, if you have some happy stories so we don't do yeah. sad sack stories like this podcast was, mm-hmm. let me know. I'll see if I can dig up some happy stories. We I need happy stories. Yeah. You need, we, we mean... This is our 225th, our Dosequicentennial episode, and we will see you soon. So please take care and enjoy birds.